Have you ever wondered what it takes to create a life that's free from the bonds of corporate slavery? Maybe you're already on that journey, but you're still figuring it out. This show aims to show you the way by sharing the real stories, strategies, tactics, trials and tribulations of freedom seekers at different stages of their journeys, from running a business on the side to serial entrepreneurs who've launched and scaled multiple multi-million dollar firms. Hello, I'm Craigie B. This is Corporate Escape Plan. Hey, hey, this is Craigie B for the Corporate Escape Plan podcast. Today's guest is known as the Residual Bulldog. He's known for many things. He's a real estate investor, consultant, speaker, author, network marketer, internet entrepreneur, and residual income coach. He bought his first investment property at the age of 19 and hasn't looked back since, leading as it has to hundreds of real estate investment projects. After being introduced to the home-based business industry, he was immediately hooked and quickly became a top 1% industry-leading earner and trainer inside of 12 months. He has a best-selling book. He hosts the Residual Bulldog podcast. Today, he runs an online training company called The Residual Bulldog, and he's on a mission to help people claim financial freedom by building dependable passive income streams. So, who is this guy? His name is Dan McCabe. It's the residual bulldog himself. Welcome, Dan. Hi. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for the great introduction. Uh, yeah, that's uh, you definitely put some thought into that, so I appreciate it. That was awesome. Now I got to live up to it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you were. I'm confident that you will. And uh, it's great to have you on. I really appreciate you joining us today. So. As part of our mission to help would-be corporate escapees uh, and people who are already on their journey but they're still figuring it all out, we identified two areas that we wanted to focus on right away, right from out of the gate, and that was corporate escape stories, which I know that doesn't apply to you because you've never had a job, um, as most people view them. Um, so I'm I'm really keen to invite you to uh, help us explore the area of mindset and psychology as it relates to the entrepreneurial journey because it's so foundational it's so key we have to get out of our own ways inside of our heads um, because if we don't it's like driving with the brakes on so i'm really keen for you to um just share about your journey and maybe you know your biggest discoveries in winning the mindset game yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and I, I love your mission. You know, we were talking a little bit before the show and yeah, I've never had a formal job per se. I started investing in real estate when I was 19 and, you know, I, after college, I got my degree in real estate and then I went off, I became a real estate agent, which is really being an entrepreneur for a number of years, um, kind of all leading up to, I wanted to be a full-time real estate investor. And I did that just as kind of like a means to getting there and being around the market. Um, and yeah, we were able to accomplish that and it was, it was great. So I've never had that actual real full-time job in that sense. 
Um, but I know how to work really, really hard because that's one of the things that we need to do. And the cool thing about people that are in corporate gigs right now, that have a corporate job right now, is they understand the value of hard work, systems, and processes. And that's one thing a lot of entrepreneurs are really, really lacking. And there's so many great corporate employees, people with jobs that would make tremendous entrepreneurs. They're just scared to do it because they've never done it. They were never taught it. But if they could take those skills from that corporate job, from that job that they've had for a period of time, not so much the skills of the technical thing that they're doing, but the skills of, um, you know, understanding the processes of how all that works and the detail and the organization and the operational pieces and became an entrepreneur, it, they would crush it because most entrepreneurs don't understand that stuff. People that start out, I mean, I screwed that up over and over and over again. <laughs> and even though I've never had a regular job, I have... Um, We've been doing coaching and working with people that are trying to escape their corporate lives uh, now for since 2010, so nine years. And so, and it, we didn't start out like that wasn't our mission, that wasn't our client. Like originally, I just started out as a real estate coach, and we had real estate seminars and we were doing coaching around that. We just found that our best clients happened to be the people that were exiting the corporate world. They're trying to find a way out of the corporate world. So there are a lot of people do it. If you have a job right now, I mean, listeners, like as listeners, if you've got a job right now, you've got something that you're doing and you want to figure out another way out, um, I've got good news for you. People are already doing it. It can be done. You're not going to be the first one. So it's not like you have to like trudge an entire new path or anything like that. You just, you just got to go out and follow the, follow the systems and you got to start smart. And, um, you know, the, our journey has been interesting now. Since 2010, when I started doing the seminars and we started doing real estate coaching, I actually don't even do that stuff anymore. So if anybody's listening and wants that, I don't do it. But um, <laughs> it's part it's part of my story. And there was something I learned as we were going through and doing that and selling a lot of this high end coaching towards real estate. And what that is, and what I want people to think about is that there, there's kind of a right way and you know a wrong way to take this leap. Because I have seen, we've seen a bunch of people take the leap. Some successful, some not successful. Yeah. And unfortunately, more unsuccessfully than successfully. So I'm going to tell you guys like what the successful people did that is different. So you can follow that path as opposed to the unsuccessful people. Um, one of the things I really like about a lot of people that are escaping the corporate world is that a lot of times they have some kind of, some kind of nest egg. Hopefully they have something saved up over 20 years of work, but not all of them do. And the ones who are unsuccessful were the people that took the leap and they were like, I want this, I want this so bad. And they just jumped, but they didn't really have, you know, the means to do it properly. But instead of like easing into it, because it can be eased into, instead mm. of easing into it, they just jumped and they took what resources they had and they went and did a big real estate project. And they threw everything they had at it their entire life, not just their savings, but like they quit their job. I saw people quit their jobs and go do this. And, you know, with or without, I mean, all the best coaching in the world, when you put all of your eggs in one basket, that's a scary, risky proposition. So I, I backed off of doing those big seminars because I was like, you know, I want to, I found that I enjoyed helping those people more. You know, the people that were, you know, the people that made that transition into real estate right away, they had significant resources behind them and a backup plan and a backup plan for the backup plan. And, mm. you know, they were, they were able to make that leap. But so we backed off of it, or I backed off of it anyways. I sold that business to my partner and let him take my shares. And I backed off and I started going 
I, I, I wanted to work. I wanted, I don't, I don't know if this is the right word, but I wanted to save and rescue those people because I'm like, there is a path for these people that makes sense. And it's just not necessarily that. You don't want to take everything you have and throw it into one thing. And that's when we got, we, I was already heavily involved in the home-based business industry. Like we talked about network marketing. I'm a huge advocate for the industry of network marketing. And the reason I like it is because it teaches people coming from the corporate world how to start becoming an entrepreneur with a very small upfront investment. And it gives you these skills around sales, running a business, entrepreneurship, your accounting, like all this stuff. You know, you got income, revenue, you got expenses, you got things you got to take care of. It allows them to baby step into the process and start building a disposable discretionary, a disposable and discretionary income, something that they can start using, something that starts offsetting their income. You know, that's the whole idea behind the residual bulldog is we want to help people get to where you're getting something. It's amazing what happens to people when they start getting $50 a month in residual income and they realize, holy crap, this can work. Mm. And, you know, they get to 50 and then they get to 100 and then they get to 500. Pretty soon they're thinking about how can I go faster? How can I replace my, you know, my full-time income? And I just found that for the average person, the corporate person, when they jump into an industry like a home-based business network marketing and they put systems and processes around that business and that industry, which is historically known for no systems, no processes, no organization, it's like, just tell everybody and go and see what happens. You know, it's, but when you put that, put systems and organization around it, like these corporate people crush it. They just like, for some reason they were taught in school once upon a time, like, no, you go to school, you got to get good grades. You get good grades and go to a good college and then you can get a good job, you know, and then you can answer to somebody else for the next 40 years of your life. They're just never taught that this entrepreneurship thing existed. And when they get taught properly that it does exist, that it can work, you know, when they get over, you know, I mean, unfortunately, in my world, network marketing has a bit of a negative reputation in certain parts of the certain parts of the world. I don't, I don't know what it's like where you are, but where I am, you know, it's funny. I live in Minnesota, uh, in the United States, and Minnesota is this very conservative Midwestern town uh, or state in uh, the United States. But yet, somehow, it very quietly, with all these very unassuming people, has the highest per capita network marketers in the country, which is just a weird interesting fact I think but um but yeah when they understand that the industry itself is a great industry to get into if you just got to look for the right things in a company you got to make sure it's been around for a while it does plenty of revenue and it's based out of a country that regulates that industry you know there's certain countries where if a company shows up and there you get presented with it you just run you run because it's in a country where you know they're allowed to steal your money and run off with it so, but there's plenty of good opportunities. You look for those three things. It's a great industry to uh, jump in. Now, I know you want to talk about mindset stuff and um, I'll, I'll jump into that here a little bit because it's, it's really interesting what we are going through right now. Is, so we just launched, um, and I think this is why you kind of want to talk about this because you listen to a couple of my most recent podcasts. We just launched this big 90 day run within our group and our team in our company. And I love 90 day runs. Like 90 day runs are in a nutshell, it's 90 days of consistent activity to build a foundation for your business. Right. Beyond that, right. So you, you take this, you just put everything you got into it for 90 days and just do that. And especially in an industry like network marketing, it works in real estate, it works in any business. You need to give whatever you're doing a, a very focused, very like intense, intensely focused period of time, um, some kind of sprint where you can set your foundation. 
Because if you just start trying to dabble in any of these things, whether it is real estate or network marketing, like, hey, I'm gonna show one person a week or I'm gonna do a sales call a week, or you just, if you go slow, it's all gonna go slow and you're probably gonna fail because it's not moving fast enough. You need that short burst of energy. In network marketing, it's great because that 90 day foundation, then you know, say you get 20, 30, 50 people you know, to you know, believe in your dream and your vision and decide to run with you. Then it's the next time around, the next 90 day run where you, now you can step back. Now you can step back a little bit because you did this hard period of time and we go to those 20, 30, 50 people and we say, all right, now you guys do the same thing that they did, but they're on your team. So. That's, that's why we love them, but so we're on day two of our 90 day run here. And it happens every time. And you know, we have corporate people on our team that are doing this, people that want to make that escape. And they get to that, they get to that first day, because we're on day two. First day was yesterday, um, you know, as when we were recording this. And um, like two, three weeks ago, six weeks ago, whenever they signed up and said, I want to do this with you, I'm all in, Dan, I'm going to do this. It was fun in their mind. Like they enjoyed it because they liked the idea of it and it was in the future. Mm. So when it's two, three, four weeks out, it's fun to think about because then you think about it, like, this day is gonna start, we're gonna start day one in 90 days, we're gonna do the 90 days, they're already counting the money in their bank account at the end of 90 days. Um, and the money mm. in your bank account at the end of 90 days isn't that important, I'll tell you why in a minute if I remember. But um, the thing is is that, so they get to this day one and all of a sudden you wake up that morning and it even happens to me because when I'm leading these things, I absolutely 100% cannot fail. You know, I do the 90 day run with them. I follow all the criteria. I mean, we have, I mean, the way ours work, you do an exposure every single day. I mean, a minimum of one. You have to do, um, you have to do some kind of physical activity. We make people exercise because we believe that, you know, your wealth is directly correlated to your health. So we make them do something. Um, like they got to get out there, they got to, you know, get some physical activity. And then we make them read uh, 10 pages of a leadership or personal development book every single day, not listen to a podcast, but actually open a book with paper and words and read it. And we do that because as you're going through this 90 days, like it is our goal as leaders to not just help them build a foundation, but also help them develop leadership skills and become a leader themselves. Because in an industry like that, you need to do that. But everybody waits for that first day. I've got a ton of pressure on me. And I wake up that first day with a pit in my stomach. And I know everybody else does too. Is like, holy crap, today's day one. Like, holy crap, I actually need to do this. I actually need to go out and, um, you know, do that presentation that I've been fearing for the last, you know, two weeks or whatever. I was excited about it. I knew I was going to do it. I knew I was going to buck up. But then it's, it's really hard for them to actually finally take that action. And that's that war within. That's some of the podcast stuff that, you were listening to is we need to figure out how to fight through that in our in our mind and um, you know there's all kinds of different ways in order to do that but the number one thing that I tell people is that you can fight through it when you believe in it yourself and you so when you say you want to do this run this 90-day run or you want to build your real estate business you want to build your network marketing business you need to fully like in your head you need to have a plan and that plan needs to become it's no longer even though it hasn't happened yet, it's not a plan in your head. It's a fact of something that is going to happen. You get yeah. that in your head, you believe it in your heart, and then it becomes, everything becomes so much easier. But then those, those initial first days, people still panic because all of a sudden they get a little bit scared. They're scared that they're going to fail themselves, and they start getting these negative mindsets. And the reality is if you look at the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, million plus people that have been successful in this world or in the industry of network marketing or real estate, 
they all went through day one mm. and they yeah. all had to get through it. But it's the people that were able to fight through it. It's the people that were able to get knocked down. And if I can give a word of encouragement to kind of anybody that's doing that, one of the biggest fears that people come through is any kind of presenting. I know what the number one fear in the world is public speaking. It's, you know, people fear it more than they fear death. But most of what we're doing is not public speaking. It's, but you've got to present. You got to talk to people. You got to make an offer. You got to sell something. And I remember, and this is kind of my word of encouragement to anybody listening, is that my very first network marketing presentation I did uh, about 12 years ago now. And I just did a, yeah, I did a Facebook post on this not long ago. So I, the story is very fresh in my mind. But I remember I got, I don't know if you ever had this, but I got that cotton mouth. Like I'm in front of people. There's six people in the room. And I got this cotton mouth. I couldn't talk. I was like, coming out of my mouth. But here's, yeah. here's the positive what happened. And I look back on that day now. And I remember looking around. I can remember, I can see the faces still in my mind. I can see the faces to this day. And all those people were hyper attentive because in general, people are compassionate. Humans are a compassionate creature. And they see me struggling up there and they paid more attention. Which yeah. is really weird because then I look at future presentations and granted 2007, not everybody had a smartphone, but I look at future presentations and as I became a more polished speaker, uh, all of a sudden I am looking at the audience and you know, half the audience has their phone out and they're twiddling their thumbs and you know, whatever. And it's just kind of like, they're not paying as much of attention. So it's got its pros and cons both ways. Like those people paid attention and they could see <laughs> struggling and they connected. They connected because they could see themselves struggling. So, you know, it, it's okay. You don't have to worry about being terrible at things. I mean, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's nobody. And I also think about that same day. And yeah. out of those, I think it's like five or six people in that room. And I remember like the looks on their faces. I can guarantee you 12 years later, none of those people remember how bad I sucked in that presentation. Mm, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, that's one of those things that, I got, I don't know when I figured that out in like high school. Sometimes you just do hard things. You rip off the bandaid in the grand scheme of life, everything's going to be okay. And in fact, it's probably going to be easier. I remember the first time I needed to break up with a girlfriend in high school and it's like back then we didn't have text messaging. Like now I think kids text message, I'm breaking up with you, which is weird. But like you actually had to like call them on your parents' landline and, and like, or see them in person and do these hard things. that was uncomfortable, but I realized you just do it. You got to, it's, I've always been very good at that. And I would encourage people to get very, you know, I mean, there's an old saying, get comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, and as you do that, it'll expand your comfort zone. But, um, you know, consistently try and do things that push yourself and you're going to consistently get better and challenge yourself. You know, it, it's, it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's, you want to go from a corporate life to an entrepreneurial life. It's, we don't like to, BS anybody anymore like it's hard it takes some investment it takes some investment of your time your sweat you know you're doing some new things you're going to get knocked down a little bit but the people that push through when you can push through and anybody can push through they just got to figure out you know how to you know win that war within themselves and get them to like do the uncomfortable things when they don't want to do the uncomfortable things and push through it but you push through that initial that initial grind that initial period it's like you know, the floodgates open up and everything becomes so much easier and it is so, so worth it. Love that. Really so, yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know. And yeah, to this day, I always do things that, 
challenge, you know, challenge myself. I'm doing this thing right now. It's a 75 day workout um, plan I'm doing with a group of guys. There's a, there's a group of uh, like an inner circle of these uh, real estate professionals and it's nationwide here. And to be perfectly honest, these guys are way over my head when it comes to real estate. I mean, these guys are like heroes in the industry. Right. And they made a post about they're doing this challenge. Does anyone want to join them? I joined the challenge just to be in their circle. And it's just because like, you know, we're always trying to network our way up, right? So, you know, I don't even know if, I mean, if I have any future potential business that even makes sense with those guys, but I definitely want to like know them and I want them to recognize me by, you know, my face and my first name. But it's the 70, and plus, I wanted to, like, you know, I was kicking around. It's the fall here. We just got through summer, too many barbecues. Um, I wanted to get, you know, get healthier and get in better shape anyways. But, yeah, their, their particular challenge, the one they're doing, it's two 45-minute workouts a day, a gallon of water, no alcohol. You can never cheat on your food or your meal plan. So it's pretty intense, especially those two workouts a day, because how do you find time? But it's one of those things. It's a challenge. Last night, 9 o'clock at night, I got home. I hadn't done either of my workouts yet. There's only three hours left in the day. I can't fail because then I got to tell these guys I failed. And uh, so it's just like a 90-day run. It's just something a little bit different. And I get home. My wife said she forgot one thing at the grocery store, just one thing, and asked me if I'd go grab it because it's something she needed for whatever she was making uh, today. And I was like, all right, took it, took it as a reason to um, get out of the house and um, because I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I ran to the grocery store. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but it was cold, it was windy, it was dark, and there I am out there running because we do not, yeah, you know, we make these promises, these commitments to ourselves, and we don't want to fail on them. One thing we do within our 90-day challenge is we make everybody sign a pledge of exactly what they're going to do, and do this for yourself. I mean, even if you're not doing a 90-day run like we are, um, don't just write a business plan, write a pledge to yourself stating exactly what you're going to do. And even though it's just a contract between you and you, sign it. Sign yeah. it, stick that sucker up on the wall, and do not let yourself fail yourself. How did you arrive at 90 days? Uh, you know, 90 days is actually just, it's 90-day runs have been around the network marketing industry forever. Um, right. You know, it's just kind of been a, been a standard for a really long time. Um, I don't believe... You know, I know there's a lot of people running these. I just saw one from a different network marketer today pop up in my Facebook feed, uh, Facebook feed doing a 15-day challenge. And, you know, I get all their sponsored ads and things like that. But you can't figure this out in 15 days. You barely, like, get all the starting gate in 15 days. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't – for you to start creating good, solid habits in your life, I don't think you can do it in less than 90 days, really. I mean, mm -hmm. like these daily habits that we're creating, we have people reading 10 pages of a book, not because like we're trying to punish them, because we want them to create that as a daily habit that they do every single day. You know, the physical activity piece for a lot of people, we have them do it every day because we want them to start developing it as a habit. Um, this is really the 90 days is about going long enough to really like, you know, tattoo in some of these habits and some of these daily activities that they should be doing anyways. And mm. if they can get used to doing one, we call them exposures, exposing your product to somebody else. Uh, if they can do one exposure presentation a day, um, you know, that's a habit that they start getting into. A lot of people will continue on past the 90 days and they'll keep doing it, you know, just for themselves because now that's their daily routine and that's what's going to get them to where they want to go. So you know, it's, um, I've got a good friend, um, lives next door to me. I actually saw him right by 
uh, right before we hopped on the air here. And he is, he's a licensed psychologist. Him and I run some mastermind meetings together once, maybe twice a year now. Uh, but he's a licensed psychologist. He owns the largest clinic system in the, in the U.S. for his brand of uh, psychology. So he's got 70 doctors that work for him. Very, very successful. And him and I have talked about this whole theory a lot. And everything he does when he's running the masterminds, they used to run a coaching program for business owners as well. But frankly, like he's a psychologist. He's a doctor. He's not... He doesn't like being on stage. He doesn't really like being in front of people. He likes, you know, just being in the background and supporting and using his brain that way. Uh, but he's got five master's degrees, two PhDs, like one of the smartest people I know. And everything we talk about always revolves around at least, you know, at least that 90-day cycle, that first three months. And then it kind of goes into more of a maintenance mode. And then you can start adding more things in. So, so that's, I mean, how did we come to it? I'm not 100% sure other than that's kind of been a consistent uh, theme in network marketing for a long time and my neighbor who's way smarter than I am um, you know that's what he he recommends and he says that's what he sees in his patients and um, all their clients and things like that so that's, that's how we stick with that yeah I think you did actually touch on um, something which I think is probably part of it you, you use the phrase habit forming uh, and I'm willing to bet that's part of it how, how it yep. came to be yeah. Um, now, um, just in case we have any listeners to whom uh, the, uh, the, fr the term residual income, also known as passive income, is like a new concept for them. Could you quickly outline what that actually is? Uh, well, in a nutshell, it is going out there and doing work now that will continue to pay you month after month after month, whether you continue to work on that thing. So it, it is, it's, you know, it's got the term mailbox money sometimes, you know, the easiest example. And the reason I got into real estate originally when I was 19 years old is a lot of people think the easiest way is I'm going to buy a piece of real estate. It's going to pay me rent every month. That's income I got coming in every month without me necessarily having to deal with the property. I personally like network marketing for it more these days, um, unless you're buying really big real estate, just because, you know, for a few hundred dollars, you can create a $500 monthly residual income, you know, with with some hard work, um, like you got to go do the stuff. But you know, all of a sudden, you do that work. You do it one time, and if you do it well, and the bigger you make it, the more sustainable it is. But then it just shows up every single month. I mean, within um, the main company that we work within, I get a direct deposit into my bank account on the fifteenth every single month. Um, in two thousand seventeen, I believe it was. I basically took the whole year off. I barely worked that business at all. And I still on the 15th, every single month, I got a check, you know, so we get in company, we get uh, checks on the 15th every month, whether we do anything or not. And we also get checks on every single Friday or direct deposits every Friday based on the previous week's uh, bonus structure. So, you know, it's residual income, passive income. Yeah, it's just money that continuously comes in. I mean, you're going to work hard anyways. And people in corporate jobs, they work hard every day. You know, yeah. some people work way too hard. I don't know if my wife will ever listen to this, but she's a corporate employee. Like that's, that's the life she's always wanted to lead. She enjoys being a corporate employee. I don't discourage her from it at all. Uh, but I see her go to work and I watch her like come home stressed because she didn't get everything done. I see her open up her laptop and like, she works hard, so hard at that job. She works harder than I work. And, but she works at that. She doesn't get paid any extra. And if she quits next week, it's what paycheck she's going to get the week after. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get one. 
Yeah. So any of these corporate escapees, corporate escape plan people is, you know, if you went and you put forth the effort truly like you put into your current job right now and you put it towards something that can pay you continuously over and over and over again, you're going to crush most entrepreneurs that are out there doing it on their own bits because you've got that other work ethic like we were talking about earlier, those other organizational skills, systems, process, you understand all this stuff. The one pitfall that I see that I've seen, I guess, you know, more often than I would like is that we've seen people, um, you know, make that transition and then they quit their corporate job too soon and they don't quite have their income, but they're like, but if I take all my time and I focus it on this other thing, then, you know, I'm going to make, you know, however much money I'm going to make this much money. It's going to be exciting, but they can't handle not having that job. And all of a sudden they're like, they used to wake up at seven in the morning or six in the morning every single day to get ready and go to their work. And all of a sudden they're waking up at nine, 10. They don't treat it like a job. So you got, you got to treat it like a job. When you make that transition, just make sure that you put forth that effort for whatever period of time you need to. I've seen people put forth a massive, ridiculous effort for 10 months, pretty much set themselves up for life. Most people, you know, three to five years, you're going to set yourself up pretty darn good. Um, it just kind of depends on the person, their individual skills, where they're at, all that kind of fun stuff. But yeah, the guy who did it in 10 months, he's, you know, put an asterisk by me saying that those results aren't typical, but I have seen a guy do it. 10 months and five days uh, was how much effort he put in and he, he built a residual income of $50,000 a month. Hasn't worked since. So, you know, just kind of wow. hangs on and maintains. Wow. Love that. Food for thought for any would-be corporate escapees. And I'm certain that there will be somebody out there that hears this message and it will, it will truly inspire them. So... Dan McCabe, thank you so much for joining us today. We're not just about providing value for our listeners. We're also about providing it back to our guests who give up their time to share their knowledge. So I'd like to invite you to share with something you'd like to promote and tell us, uh, share with our listeners how they can find you online and also about your podcast. Sure, absolutely. I mean, you know, we don't, I don't know if there's anything specific to go look at, but I mean, I would love it if people went over to um, our podcast, Residual Bulldog, and they can get to that by going to RB, like Residual Bulldog, uh, rbpodcast.com takes you straight to our iTunes page. And aside from that, hop on over to our um, our website, see what we got going on today. And uh, it'll ask you some questions. There's a survey. If there's a way we can help you out, we'd love to help out any of your listeners. Um, and that is just residualbulldog.com. Super simple. And, you know, aside from that, we're all over social media, all the platforms, um, just at Residual Bulldog or Facebook slash Residual Bulldog. And, you know, I always tell people, show up, become a part of the conversation. If we can help you out, we'd love to help you out. Fabulous. So that's Residual Bulldog and uh, podcast and website. And um, you also have your own personal website as well, don't you? Uh, yeah, we do have danmccabe.com. That's just kind of a personal bio site that we use for speaking engagements and things like that if people are interested in hiring me for that. I don't do a lot of it, but, you know, in the right situations, I, I enjoy doing it. But right now you can see if anybody's watching this and they see the video as well, um, I set up a pretty pretty sweet um, studio slash office in my house. I tend to stay here as much as humanly possible. But, you know, <laughs> for, for the right opportunities, that makes sense where I can provide a lot of value to people. And um, I believe it's a good fit. I'm, I'm more than happy to do some speaking. I probably do, you know, maybe 15, 15 uh, presentations or uh, guest appearances a year. So 
not as much as I used to. I got three little kids now, so I like to hang out here as much as I can. Yeah. Family first. Absolutely. That's why we do this business. Yeah, of course. So Dan McCabe of Residual Bulldog, thank you so much for joining us. I've thoroughly enjoyed having you on today's show and um, I found it utterly absorbing what you've had to share today and I'm sure that our listeners will too. Thank you so much. Um, pleasure to, absolute pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Dan. Cheers. Thank you.